one of my favorite things is like a pair of flip-flops, you know, that just has like a bottle opener in the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. It's like, who thinks of that, you know? Beer drinkers. It's like everything you need when you're with your Speedo at the beach. Yep. There it is. Hmm. Speedo at the beach. to the Maven Show. I'm Aaron Hoffman. With me, Josh Malone. Hey! Jeremy Brown. Oh, and wow. we would be remiss if we did not mention our special guest with us this, this wonderful day. Um, when he's not too busy collecting hamsters or empty cereal boxes <laughs> or uh, starring in a cameo of Sharknado 5. <laughs> this bright ray of sunshine. Bright red. Mark... Boom, there goes the dynamite, Malone. Woo! Hey, everybody. Welcome. Thanks for having me out. Welcome. Man, this, so this has been long in coming. Has yeah. it? Ugh. I've been waiting for this day for so long. <laughs> Just waiting to get behind the mic. Now for the hazing. No. <laughs> <laughs> Waterboarding. Basically. Get the blindfold. Somebody get the blindfold. No. If we can get you and Josh somehow into an altercation by the end of this, I think that we will we will have succeeded. I think we know that that's that's where it's headed. Like we all know that that's that's physical, what you're going to try to promote. Physical or just arguments. Yeah, yeah. one or the other. Yeah. It might happen just because I'm not talking close enough to my mic. Yeah, could you? Could that you would cause it. Speak louder, son. Yeah, <laughs> talk louder. Yeah, <laughs> son, you're going to have to talk louder. <laughs> well, we want to talk about. Uh, I hope everybody's doing really well out there. We want to talk about a year in review of Maven Real Estate to get started. So, what a year. This year was pretty boring, wasn't it? 2020 really gets a bad rap. Did anything really even happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in the midst of it all, uh, Mark, obviously in the last, especially in the last few months, your performance has been, you've been able to do 10 transactions, complete 10 transactions in the last 90 days. That is three months after one in the first year. Right. Yes. So impressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really, it was all August, August 2019, August 2020. I mean, feeling like I came into it, I kind of thought that I knew. I, I mean, I knew that I didn't know a lot, uh-huh. but I thought I still thought that I knew more than I did, you know? <laughs> sure. It was yep. like, you know, I mean, just seeing Josh do something, it's always like, hey, I mean, I know, I know he's smart, I know, but if he can do it, I can do it, you know? Sure. Yeah. You don't know what you know until you actually put in the work to figure out, okay, what do I not know? And you get clear perspective and self-awareness and then you start to fix it. Yeah. But I mean, it was like a reality slap in the face. As soon as I tried to open my first door with that, I just got a a wasp just flew out. Your first showing? Very first first showing. showing. Very first showing. (laughs) 
Wow. Stung by a wasp. Stung by a wasp before I got in the first house. Went so. reeling and really didn't recover for about a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sent him spiraling for uh, 365 yeah. days. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, right. that just show, goes to show you my mental toughness wasn't where it needed to be back then. The wasp kind of knocked me out for six to eight months. Have you been stung in the showings? I have been stung at a show. You have? I have? I have you, not. I have not. No, you have. I've been that, at wait. a showing where you got stung. What? You remember that? Uh, Maybe I just don't have a memory. That one abandoned building. We know you don't have a memory, Josh. That one abandoned building out in... Uh, the, the Dibble? Yes. Oh, the, is this the, at the, the church? Bible college, whatever that? thing? Do you remember that thing? Yeah. Did I get stung there? Yeah, you did. Really? Yeah. Wow. You were walking out. No, I, I'll I never right forget that. You. I'll never forget that location. That's... Like, the lady thought that there was there was literally... Uh, stolen treasure buried underneath the slab of the Bible college. And that's why everyone around there was acting so weird towards it was, her. It was, it was partly, that was part of her, her argument for why it needed to be priced a little bit higher than you might expect. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's like how we determine a list price. That's, that's got <laughs> the slab, the gold under if the slab. If you're not accounting for the buried treasure, you're really not marketing this thing well. <laughs> now bear in mind, we were hanging on there. Oh, yeah. To see if there was enough information to be like, yeah, let's go ahead and just try. Is to there out this buried one. treasure? But at that point, we kind of drew the line at like, this is probably not going to work out. Right? Yeah, right. It's not you; it's us. Maybe, <laughs> so. maybe the buried treasure was a metaphor. You know, yep. diamond in the rough. You know, um, treasure to be developed. She didn't say that, but that lady lived in metaphors. If that's the case. <laughs> Like her life was a metaphor. <laughs> so uh, that was when you got stung. So we've all been stung by wasps um, at gotcha. different showings. So where, where hey, you, get persevered, stung you yep. persevered to the end. Got past that wasp thing. Didn't get that client under contract, but sure. Uh, got my first deal done in January. So about five, four and five months in. Yep. And then had to wait another seven months for another one. Took a seven month break. Yeah. I've, I've had some sabbaticals. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, had, I had like a what four or five there? month sabbatical. What were you doing there, the sabbaticals? Like just sitting on the beach? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's really it. You call the, the beach my couch. <laughs> yeah. It's like sitting on the couch, staring at my computer, <laughs> trying, trying to, to get people on the phone and not hanging up on me. Yeah. Yeah. No, but. There was a learning process. Really? A learning process there that was, had to sink in. And it took some time. That took some, uh. Okay, self-reflection it, it, of, I've really got to figure it, this out. It took some PPP loan for me to really get going. It did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, <laughs> so really, if COVID hadn't came, I yep. might still have a deal done. One deal, you know? Sure. So. There you go. <laughs> Hit him in the PPP, you know, just <laughs> got it off the... So the we've paper. got, we've got um, just a year in review. We've been able to help out here within, uh, here just in the year of 2020, we've been able to help out. Uh, to complete 94 total transactions as a real estate group in 2020. 94 total transactions. That's a lot. That's pretty awesome. That's definitely the most yeah. we've ever done. It is. I think I think previously we were 80, 85, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Mark, you, you provide a little lift Good this work. year. Yep. yep. No, that's right. awesome. Here we so, go. Boy, I think about even some of the deals this year, and it was just like, Josh and I were talking about this the other day. It was maybe different lessons we had learned by going through how the market evolved this year due to COVID and a couple mm. of other factors, just with supply and demand. And it was like, all of a sudden it produced a bunch of these multiple offer situations mm -hmm. where you had people throwing crazy offers 
on mm-hmm. on uh, on houses that were on the market. And oh, yeah. I think part of that discussion was just how we how aggressive you had to be to compete compete in the market. That was like what we went through this year. Yeah, because you have something listed for like three twenty that's got a shop and some land or whatever, and and your your client's offering ten over. You come to find out that the winning bid was like twenty five over. And like, how do you how do you appraise that? Like, how, yeah. there's no data for it. That, I, yeah, yeah. Twenty five over. You had some. You had some um, multiple offer situations where the uh, listing representation was actually requiring that you remove things like the appraisal contingency from your yep. offer. Yep. So regardless of to the- To even be viewed, like to, to even, even be, be reviewed yep. as an offer. Yep. yep. And so it, it created an environment where people who had had to do contingencies where they had to sell their homes in order to purchase, a lot of them were just, hey, if you wanted the 250 acre or more with a shop or something that's just like it's a nicer place yep. um, or something that was even just updated within a neighborhood- if you wanted to compete with those things, you oftentimes couldn't even do a contingency offer on mm-hmm. those. You had to find a way to either do like some sort of bridge loan or something to disconnect the transactions, like be willing to sell your house first so that you can transition into the one that you really want to get into. But that was the environment where you had to you had to help educate people so that they could still better their living situation. And you also had to find out a way to compete in a market that was super aggressive with mm-hmm. multiple offers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So prior to this past year and a half, where, I mean, how rare was it that you would get into a multiple offer situation? I mean, was it still very consistent or was it? It wasn't anything like this year. Mm-hmm. No. This year was like, you still had them from my experience. You still had them occurring. Yeah. But the particular it was, properties where they, they would occur. It was the absolute best, the best properties. And what yeah. we ended up seeing was. And, and it might be a thing where it's like 10 Maybe 15 over uh, on even like kind of 320 kind of range. Yeah. yeah. Versus 20. Would you 30. say even if you like put over, if you put 10 over or 10, five over, there's a really good shot. You're going to get that house. Like in, in yeah. past. Previously, especially, yes. yeah. especially yeah. if it's year, already but. listed pretty well with the market. Like even if it's a high demand house. Like, mm-hmm. Here's a factor. I, I got to yeah. say there's a factor to this that I think people, we were, we could see how, the folks we were helping purchase and why we were able to compete in multiple offer situation and get more transactions done during this period. Part of it was educating the people we were representing and the buyers by telling them the market that you're going into to compete against in this multiple offer situation, they've learned that they're going to offer 10 grand over and not win. Mm -hmm. And that was something that was substantially different from the past was Mm -hmm. you had a bunch of, and you might have three or four, three to half a dozen offers on a particular house that was the best of the best home. Yep. Well, what we experienced now was you had like a dozen offers and many of those were people who had already experienced losing. Yeah. And they were like, I can't do that same offer and expect to get this house. And it jacked everything up on the purchase and what you had to do. But you've got like four people who've had those experiences already because they're so so few properties. So so they're all like competing with each other. And then they learn again, like, wait, I can't do 15 over. I got to go more. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. Because they still got to move. They still got to find a way to get into a better living arrangement for a lot of these people. They still got to figure out how to do it. And so. And so you want people to capitalize on the interest rates. Great point. Cause that was, that was one of the things was just like, even in a market where that was the case and you had to 
people can look at it and they can convince themselves they're overpaying, quote unquote, overpaying for a house. Mm -hmm. But when you look at what you get for the interest rate. Oh, yeah. It was incredible how much better it was. 10% more for the house, but the interest rate dropped by somewhere around 30%. Like you're still coming out ahead. Totally, totally, hundred <laughs> percent right. You just have that much less interest you're going to pay over the life. Of so life. is that that much more important for us to figure out with the difficulty of the market and the competitive nature of it? How do we coach our clients into getting them into a better living arrangement than what they were in, and making sure that they could actually be served and um, be thrilled with the results? Yep. So that was a lot of when we were talking about that the other day. That was yep. a lot that. I know we discussed that a little bit. I don't know if there were other things that you guys think of, even particular transactions or difficult situations that came up in particular transactions. I am beyond sick of flood insurance personally. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I but you had, you had this weird combo of like flood insurance plus uh, finding out that someone had made an offer that was better after uh after you guys had it in a contract and they were on as a backup offer, maybe five or 10 grand above. And the seller was like, if you guys don't close on closing day, we're going to bust this deal and go with the better offer because we want the more money. Oh yeah. And so literally someone's over there baiting them with an extra 10 grand and you have to find a way to get the flood insurance cleared. Not just like get it cleared, but get it cleared in such a timely manner that you can actually close so the whole thing doesn't fall apart. On time. It was one of those crazy, apparently there was a contract yeah. change last year or something like that, 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 you know, impacted not having an extension the, on the, the financing addendum or whatever. In the way yeah. that it's agreed to in the written language on a yeah. contract, on a uniform contract to sale for purchasing right. a home. The right. language had actually changed on that. Yeah. 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 No, that's right. And, and so it was like, like. It basically provided an, an out for a seller. So if they're marketing a house and they get it and then they, they receive an offer, they accept it, they get it under contract, but they get, let's just say that somebody contacts that agent and calls them and they're like, Hey, is this under contract? And then they schedule to it to do a showing and they view it. And then they write a backup offer for, a, and then they, that seller gets, yeah. they get presented that backup offer because of the language and the way that's written in that uniform contract to sale, which is the typical contract right. that people mm-hmm. use within the real estate market in Oklahoma city, uh-huh. because of that language, if that seller decides, Hey, I love this backup offer. It's better than the one that I got under contract. If there's even a one day delay because the time is of the essence language in that uniform contract to sale, that seller, they didn't even have to tell me, Hey, your deals could put. Wow. Like yeah. you could literally get blindsided by the deal just falling through because the flood insurance thing delayed the financing. So that there was no more financing extension. And, and so, yeah. It, now it, it seems it's just, we've even checked with the real estate commission with the real estate like, commission. Nope, that's, that's what it case. is. It's like, like, that's yeah, insanity. Is, that's, Cause that's, you're literally yeah. having a seller who's sitting around rooting for you to not, what's I mean, their incentive to stay in the deal at that right. point, other than like, right. especially depending on what the backup offer is. Um, yeah, it was just, once we learned about that, it was just how oh, yeah. terrible yeah. Yeah. of a thing. But you were in a situation where you had to thread the needle between both of those things. Had and somehow, a- by get, not just like talk to the lender, right? Like the lender tells you there's a flood insurance problem. Yep. You called the flood company. And was there another company behind that you even spoke to? It was to? the company who provides the flood certificate regarding the status whether or not it's in a whether flood or not zone. If it's, it's in a flood zone. Yeah. And I contacted them and they were like out of Texas or something. Contacted them and I was like, well, from what I can tell, it looks like that the house is not actually in the flood zone. There is the secondary structure that is behind the residence 
that's like a pole barn with like a dirt floor. Not even like a shop, like a no, pole barn. Yeah. Like a shop. Yeah. And I'm like, and that mm-hmm. looks like that could be in it based upon what you've provided on this aerial shot on the document that you gave to the lender for regarding flood insurance status. And they're like, Oh, that's not the house. (laughs) And they're like, they're like, okay, does it have a concrete floor? Is it like dirt or like what's, and I'm like, it's dirt floor. So we were able, I was able to arrange in time without delaying the transaction, photographic proof of the construction of that pole barn, get that submitted and corrected so that that person the person who was buying that house was not required mm-hmm. to purchase flood insurance, which obviously was going to increase his monthly yep. payment and all that stuff and still close on time. I yeah. think we actually closed and the day before the original still, closing. It was with day. Dominic, so right? It was with, yeah. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. the only reason it was possible. Another yep. shameless yep. plug here. Yeah, like, with Cornerstone, that's with why Dominic. Literally, yep. the deal would have fallen through if it wasn't Dominic, yep. like if it wasn't there, too. Well, so, so I've got my story like that. All right, I mean, you remember the, the electrical pole? Whoever would have <laughs> oh, thought. Oh, yes. That, oh, so like within the fall you, zone? You <laughs> can't get an FHA, or, well, the FHA requires for a electrical pole to not be within falling distance of a house. And that if you have a, if there's a pole there, the appraiser can require you to get an engineer to look at that and provide a report. And still, I still don't know to this day how we were able to close on that with that pole because they didn't move the pole. And we looked into what it costs to move one electrical pole and it is more than ten thousand dollars to move one electrical pole. So, and this, <laughs> what, was, what kind of pole was it? Was it the, the high? It was a wo- no, no, no. Or? This was a wooden, just a wooden electrical pole, like yeah. just your normal. Wooden electrical pole that you would see behind your house, or this wow. one went in front of the house. And for whatever reason, it was just close enough that if it fell, literally three feet, it was three feet. The, the height of the pole was three feet lo- taller than the distance to the house. So, I mean, the likelihood that this pole ever, right. well, and they're designed like to the like take hurricane it, or like tornado it winds, breaks and stuff. at the very bottom of the base, and yeah. it's not like four feet up from it's the very base arbitrary thing. It's very, very arbitrary. Yeah. I mean, they like the thing was like Ogini said, like that if it were to be taken out, the house is going to be taken out. <laughs> like if that pole comes down, you're not be worried about it falling on the house. Um, it's like but, you just got slammed by the nader, baby. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, and yeah. So, but, but that, somehow Cornerstone so, was able to get it done, and oh, that yeah. was through Cornerstone. That was yeah. Cornerstone too. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Did they switch to conventional? It no, it's, they, they, they did it FHA. FHA. Wow. Yep, they did it they FHA. They just like got them on the horn. Or got some, yeah, wow. They actually talked to the person, like the the head of FHA but it was over that kind of thing. because the falling distance yeah. radius the height to of the, fall. the pole situated near the home. Yep, yep. And, and there was, like, <laughs> oh, the craziest yeah. thing was like literally the builder had an engineer <laughs> That's evaluate everything and make sure like, I don't know if the engineer didn't know about the FHA guideline. Yeah, sure. Really the house shouldn't have been according to the letter of the law with the FHA the house shouldn't have been built in that proximity of the, of the pole. But so you're able to get that one closed. Yeah. yeah. Real estate. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Yay, cornerstone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> thank you. When I think about cornerstone, it's just like, <laughs> Really, all I can say is just don't buy engagement rings while you're under contract. <laughs> That's happened not once. Uh, what? But twice. But twice. So, Mark. Two different people deals. bought engagement rings. Yep. You know, oh. you know, babe, we're about to get that house. Let's, how much? Let's get this sealed. How much? Yeah. So these these were people who were purchasing homes and while they're under contract. Under, yeah. Because we've had, we've had to tell people it's like, 
hey, listen, don't get a credit card at Ashley Furniture or like, you know, go get a credit card and load up a bunch of uh, electrical equipment or electronics and which is hard to do. And- I just experienced that. It's hard to wait till after yes. closing. Yes. Yeah, but for some reason, I guess I just haven't don't put that on a credit card. I just haven't hit that hard enough with my clients where hey. Go ahead and wait to pop the question till after we close this. <laughs> like I didn't front or, load that well enough. Or, know, or at least don't purchase. Yeah. Don't purchase the engagement ring. Until Go the for the quarter, yeah. you know, quarter ring machine, you know? Don't yeah. don't ring pop. Yeah. Ring what, pop. What, what, are, ring pop. what are string? Some of my other crazy stories that I should maybe share. Oh my goodness. As far as I'm sure you'll think of them. I mean, it's like Do you have any that you know of right off here, Josh? Should, you think of? Oh, uh, I'm I'm looking through his list, you know, my memory. Um, I mean, you had your flood insurance issue that yeah, yeah, that was kind of in the uh, background. <laughs> Got resolved, man. Yeah. Got resolved. Yeah, that was no. I was grateful that was the case for them too. So, yeah. I mean, Aaron's he, favorite word is Loma. Just Loma. Oh my goodness! Letter of map amendment. It just gets me like <laughs> the shakes. I start to get dizzy and like everything goes black. No, not again. <laughs> not again. Oh, Loma. <laughs> Well, it's just, well, we can do an e-loma. It's faster. <laughs> yeah. Electronic don't. lomas are not any it's better just, at all. Just, so, yeah, I no, get a flood I mean, insurance and that, all that stuff. Y- yours, like, oh. yours are more like the clients along the way that, mm-hmm. that we've had to get past. And I feel uh, like that really has something to say with me needing to control them better or <laughs> handle them better. This is all, it all sounds... It all sounds entirely, entirely more manipulative from us. It's amazing how manipulative that sounds. Than it should. That's right. That's right. (laughs) You know, like Elf on a Shelf. I have never understood what that was for. Was it you that told me? I don't know who it was that told me what it was, but do you know what it is? Sorcery. Do you know what it is? It's like the elf that's supposed to sit there and watch you. It watches you know, the kids. Make sure the kids are doing good before Santa comes. It's like Santa on a whole nother level. Jess's mom asked for Snoop on a stoop. <laughs> it's Snoop like this dog. whole thing of Snoop Dogg smoking a joint. <laughs> you just sit on the shelf. <laughs> Snoop oh on a stoop. Oh. Oh my <laughs> he sees you when you're sleeping. Man, Santa Claus is a creeper. <laughs> Snoop, Snoop a loop. He performed at Top Golf last year in Oklahoma City. Snoop Dogg. It was Man, just a, like in the middle that? of the fairway. Yeah, like in the middle of the fairway. I think he wow. did like a DJ set. But did they hit balls at him? Uh, I would have gone if it wasn't a <laughs> DJ set. Just to, you know, it's Snoop Dogg. Yeah, What's right. a DJ set? Mean? What does that mean? DJ I mean, set. I think he was just up there, kind of spinning some discs and. Yeah, that type of stuff. DJ. So Snoop was DJing, but he wasn't. Yeah, weird stuff. Do you know Snoop Dogg's Grant Cardone fan? A lot of people are Grant Cardone fans. Yeah. Grant Cardone is, he's worth being a fan of. He's weird, but. Uncle G. (laughs) So maybe, I don't know, maybe it's better to ask it uh, for you, Mark. Trying to think of a question to ask that that'll help with like jog your own memories of different things that happened. It's like every everything that happened in those transactions were almost because we're almost that high intensity because of the people I was dealing with. So you know, <laughs> so it's like. Well, here's the thing, though, that it's like I think that you've part of what you learned, especially especially just recently. Part of what you learned was just 
being understanding of the person when they're going through buying and selling a house. Yeah. It's like, this is one of the huge, it's one of the largest pitfalls within our industry is a realtor. Who's like a real estate agent. Who's so self-absorbed that they do not take time to understand what a person is mm-hmm. going through when they're buying and selling a house. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the things it's just, it's like this underlying principle of when we decided we were going to do real estate, we were just like, okay, it's based off of basically you want to treat people the way that you would want to be treated. Yeah. Sort yeah. of yeah. principally right. is what yeah. it is. Like it's truly like, serving them. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Truly serving them. It's just like, well, if you don't understand their mindset and what they're thinking through and what mm-hmm. they're going through, mm-hmm. how are you going to actually be able to help them get, get the right perspective or get the right understanding or just people can get all caught up and sort of, you know, Oh, that person just doesn't understand. Like, mm-hmm. look at how terrible they're being when they're negotiating in this way and da, 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 da. And it's just like, there's a lot more to it than mm-hmm. I think the immediate emotional response, because it's, you're dealing with hundreds of thousands of dollars and a lot of time that a buyer or seller has to invest into a transaction. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so I think you being able to, kind of just if be, I don't know if better terminology is available to step outside of yourself mm-hmm. to try to put yourself in the shoes of the person yeah. you're assisting with buying and selling. Yeah. It's like, and f- specifically to like verbally communicate in a way that's helpful to them. It's one thing if you can even understand it, you know, yeah. where they're at. It's another thing to communicate in a way that's helpful to them. Yeah. And that's where, you can say more about whatever you I'd want say to it's really just like, asking asking more questions as opposed to hearing something and assuming that, oh, yeah, that's what they meant. I'm going to set this search up. I'm going to, you know, send them this type of house as opposed to asking them an extra question and totally. sending them the right, the right house, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And instead, like, instead of like, because I, I definitely struggled this for a while of like filling in the gaps <clears throat> too quickly where it's like you'll get three or four pieces of information out of the seven that you need. And so you'll just make assumptions about the rest of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll, you'll fill in the gaps for the people and be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what they're talking about. Cause I, I, I hear what they're talking about, but the details on those other criteria can sometimes be so earth shattering different. Well, to where they're even competing with the other criteria that they have, but they just haven't expressed it yet. Cause you haven't asked. Mm-hmm. And by asking that extra question, to get it clarified, to get really precise, really exact. That's, that's what actually unlocks the whole thing. Yeah. And if you don't ask it, you're stuck. Like you, you know, you're stuck right where they are. Like they can go plug that criteria into Zillow by asking the extra question and forcing them to think further about it. You're actually moving them past, Oh, I'm a home search tool into like, Oh, I'm making you actually evaluate all the pieces to this and leading you along in the transaction. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It builds a ton of trust. There's, I think about specifically, there was something that happened where you being able to assist somebody who had to do contingency offers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Well, they were thinking they had to do contingency offers. You know, mm-hmm. I think that was the case, at least in, you know, what yeah. we saw with recent transactions and being able to help them evaluate what's the best way for you to get in the house that you really want to get into. How does that need to be arranged? What's the time frame? walking through that? Yeah. But that turn of being able to do that with people, maybe you can speak about a couple things related to that, but I feel like that that was a pretty big shift for yeah. you and in, in feeling like, Hey, I know what I need to know to be able to help this person the way that I need to. Yeah. Yeah. And it was honestly, cause it was the, just a couple of days, right. Leading up to one, an appointment that I had in August, with a list buy 
that we had been talking about all that same stuff. And then, Oh, you and me talking. Yeah. Me and you had been talking over the phone about sort of that same stuff. And then, you know, once you, once you put that in practice, it was right in front of me that next day, Yeah, you know? Yeah, that's right. And then, uh, since then I've had, you know, two or three list buys, you know, but Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, just tweaking one aspect of it almost provided, you know, six deals towards (laughs) the end of the year. So it's like, how many more aspects of it that you can just tweak and get better at, mm-hmm. you know, over time? Cause it's not, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, it, everybody wants to be done in five, 10 years, but yeah, I mean, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta have something special to be able to actually do it. So, yeah. And for that tweaking, it's like, are you, would you say it's tweaking something that like you had to get knowledge about how to handle the situation? Is it tweaking the way that you communicated something or what would you say is really occurring there that you saw like, Hey, this is really what that difference. Was for me. I think so. it's, I think it's a little bit of, of each of those things, even yeah. being in those situations and hearing myself some, say something, I'm like, Oh yeah, that was perfect. You know, in my head, <laughs> I'm like, how good does that you know, feel? It's like one, the first time that happens, you're like, Oh wow. You know, I'm kind of, <laughs> You know, I've, I feel like I have control over, you know, how much or how much business, you know, more control over how much business you have yep. because you're not just kind of sitting there, you know, wondering what people are thinking, you know. And that's what's interesting. It's just like, I think a lot of people think of it. They interpret, they interpret like tactical strategy of how you handle conversations as it relates to sales as if it's like slimy or schemy and mm. that sort of stuff. <clears throat> like manipulative. But in reality, I, I do remember this when we talked about that shortly, shortly after you had that, that especially that first list buy where that was, there was a change. Yeah. When we talked about that, you were talking to me about the difference you saw in them that was like the person you're speaking with where you provided the clarity and, yeah. and that there was a relief to them. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. now yeah. they knew mm-hmm. it was literally, it's not the slimy schemey just yeah. trying to turn over and sales. It's you, information. Like it's actually like you you're empowered cr- them to make what was a, the best decision for them because you provided them the correct information yep. and you were able to go through that with yeah. them, verbally communicate those things with them. And I remember you talking to me about that, how it was, you could see the relief that was brought to them that that yeah. was actually the case. And it's, it's like, like oh, Oh, that's it. almost at that point, almost a relief to myself, you know, cause <laughs> yep. it's like, right. you yep. know, I've been, I've been doing this a year now and you know, I mean, it's just kind of a roll of the dice, a flip of the coin. If that's I'm going to have a showing, you know, yeah, totally. like I, I can't believe all the stuff I'd get excited about whenever <laughs> I first got into real estate, I'd be like, Oh, like what? What would you get all dude, excited about? Whenever I'd like- see a new lead pop in through Boomtown, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, like John, John, John is. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give him a call tonight. Yeah, this is it. You know, his but, phone I mean, is bad, like- but his email, it says his email is still good. So let me try emailing him <laughs> seventeen times. Hamburglar McFlurry just yeah, signed up like, to yeah. look for houses. Yeah. Oh man, there's there was one. Oh, <laughs> uh, Taco Beans Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like I would probably get excited about a Taco Beans Jackson oh, coming yeah. through. Like, oh yeah, it might not be Taco Beans himself, but sure, maybe yeah. I can get connected with someone. Maybe, <laughs> maybe if I ask somebody, is Taco Beans there? They'll be able to refer me to him. <laughs> <laughs> but you get excited about that. And listen, there's it is funny because we've taken deals from people who have like they make those profiles or whatever yeah. on that website. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've spoken with them. 
And they end up being a client. And they're like, it was like oh, they, you actually know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah here's my real name. Well, because they sign, they sign up with 12 other exactly. home search websites. Yeah. And then when we're able to visit with them and answer questions and even ask them questions that get wheels turning exactly. to resolve problems they haven't even thought of. Yep. When we prove that we can do that and we can do it in a 15-minute conversation with people, even though they gave us a fake name initially <laughs> when they're searching in houses, all of a sudden it's like, Oh, this person actually isn't self-interested yeah. and they know what they're talking about. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going yeah. to see if they can help me with buying and selling. When when you yeah. know, yeah, taco beans turns to Tyler, you know? Yeah. Whenever you actually <laughs> what get a the transformation. Na- yeah. That's right. When you know what you're talking about, taco beans turns into Tyler. <laughs> wow. No, that's right. No, yeah. but it's like you, you talk about getting giddy when you see the lead come in. Yeah. Or like, even like a showing request. Yep. I would be like, oh yes, I've got a showing today. Now, even if even if I was putting in an offer, it'd be like, this it, offer is not good. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like it's not money because I don't know how to tell them when I show up to my showing. Yeah. Like, you need to make a good offer. <laughs> Realistically, I probably yeah. spent twenty hours driving around showing different plots of land and totally. property with land on it to people who wanted to grow marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You learned a lot about county regulations related yep. to marijuana. And, and, and I've never gotten one of those deals closed. So I, I learned quite a bit about regulations, but maybe they'll come in the line in hand down five years down hey, the maybe, line. Yep, maybe some, some, some way down the road they would. Yeah. But you would talk about this. I mean, so it almost sounds as if, correct me if I'm wrong, it almost sounds as if you would have these different different times where you look, oh, I got this lead, and so now I'm going to do the showing. And, and it'd be like, gonna, I almost didn't want to tell you guys about it, you know, because I'd be like, <laughs> oh, wow. Why? You know, they might, they might look at this as complete waste of time. <laughs> but it's like, I, it was like scared of being corrected in a way. But yep. I sure. think, I think, yeah, I, I just didn't really know what I was doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And and you wanted to look more like you did, or you were worried about what's going to happen. I wanted to pull one of those deals out of my butt so that I could be like, oh, yeah, you guys Psych. look at that. Yeah, proved you wrong. Right. your face. Yep. yep. They're not a complete waste of time. Yeah. I mean, they're a person, too. <laughs> well, that's what's crazy, and we don't mean to say it in, like, a way that's demeaning or something right. oh, towards yeah. people right. who are, like, they're trying to solve problems in their life, and they're trying to, maybe they have, you know, you're talking about all the people with, like, marijuana farms and growing and all that stuff it's whatever i mean anybody i feel like you can establish some sort of financial independence where they're not dependent upon a bunch of other people who are self-interested i'm pretty jacked about trying to help somebody do that mm-hmm. yeah. but at some point when there's you know what the market actually will give a person mm-hmm. for what they're willing to pay and their different constraints like whether it's contingency related or like the timing of things like all the different factors into whether or not they can actually purchase what they want. Mm-hmm. When you know those things and you're like, this is, this is not, you're not going to be able to find what you want. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that because like, I'm just selfish. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm, I do want to have a conversation about, is there something that you can find that is sufficient enough that you will still be happy with? And you're having that conversation with the person. But when a person doesn't want to respect that, because yeah. I'm trying to have that conversation in a way that is like, I want to be respectful of their time and their efforts and all of that. If they don't want to respect my understanding of what the market will actually give them, which means 
And this is some of it too. Yeah. I'm sure you can talk about this too. It's just like your own personal experience for learning the market, knowing what people can actually find. Mm -hmm. When you try to have that conversation and they're just like, I can find somebody else to show me houses. Hey, well, you need to have that conversation to actually help them early on in that transaction yeah. when they're searching for places, which means you got to know the market, which means you got to be uncomfortable. You got to be comfortable enough with potential conflict yeah. with people in conversations so that you can actually provide service and help them. Yeah. And, and ask the obvious question that is what is the big mess for the person of like, because because the reason that you don't get the clarity a lot of times and ask yeah. the question is because you're afraid of the conflict that might arise and wait, they might think I'm rude if I ask that. And I'm like, I want to ask that because it's mm-hmm. obvious. Like, yeah. that's your problem. How do we fix the problem? You know? Yeah. 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 Well, I, like one thing this makes me think of is you meet so many people and they're like, they're trying to be crafty about, you know, Oh, yeah. How they're gonna find their, you know, if they look hard enough, they're gonna find that that yep. deal that's out there. Real clever. They're, if they're research. crafty, they're gonna find that lender that's gonna give them the same interest rate, even though they can't qualify. Whatever, you know, they're <sighs> like they're they're really looking hard to free them for the money for the deal. Yep. Um, and to some degree, it's like all I do is sit around for the most part and think about how to sell people real estate. Like I, that's all I do. That's like it. I'm I'm looking for properties. And I'm trying to connect those properties with people. And also I'm looking for financing and trying to connect that finance, that money yep. with people. Yep. Yep. That's all I do. And Go you ahead. think you're going to find it better than I will. Or that there's going to be something out there that exists yep. that oh, yeah. I don't like. Oh, I, yeah. I, I really want to sell you something. I, I really want to sell you something that you like, but I'm going to somehow like hide it from you or, <laughs> or, or you and your limited amount of time while you're also doing your day job are going to find it. Yep. It's just, and we really want to be creative. We want to be creative. But listen, there's that fine line with people, especially agents when I talk about you or when I think back when we got started. It's just like the difficulty of it was, is having a misplaced confidence. Yep. And that's what comes across when you're actually communicating to people. Yeah. It's like if you don't know the market, you're not able to handle those difficult conversations. Yeah, you don't know the financing or the process. or yeah. yeah. Like it's just like not only will you make a bad name, you won't be able to turn deals, but you'll make a bad name for the brokerage. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll end up what they'll do is they'll communicate to friends and basically say all this stuff about like, well, this person, he's an arrogant know-it-all who's he's an arrogant know-it-all know-it-all yeah. who doesn't actually know what he's doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, there's no way around it. You've got to know the market. You have to be able to, you gotta, you gotta have a certain depth of knowledge regarding people almost as like a psychology. I mean, you gotta have some sort of understanding mm-hmm. of people yeah. and the potential things that get in their way so that you can help them think clearly about the decisions they're making. And then you got to be willing to verbally communicate about those things. And I think that's, I don't know what the tipping point for you was when you think about that, but it just seems to be so starkly something occurred where it was just like four months ago, roughly there was like this, it shifted in your head. Cause it wasn't even from outside looking in, at least it didn't even seem like it was just, Oh, you got the, the list by piece mm-hmm. of like, you figured out how to help people with a listing and like selling their house and contingency stuff. It was like around that time, somehow there was this mechanism that you actually started implementing that we had been leaning on you for like months and months and months, like just call and ask a question. Just like admit that you don't know yeah. a thing and come get the oh, information. Like contacting us. Yeah. yeah like yeah. call Aaron yeah, yeah. and say, Hey, I need, uh, this is, yeah. 
like a transparency with how the bad conversations went. It's like, I got hung up on by this person. Here's the exact sequence of things that I said. What did I miss? Yeah. Where did it, where did it go wrong? And and like that submitting yourself, like opening yourself up for review. Yep. Uh, that that's what I thought really clicked. And I don't know why that clicked finally. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah. <laughs> we were trying to get that for a long time, but like, I don't know if you can speak to that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe, maybe just the pressure at that time too, you know, with not, oh, yeah. with having made $3,800 in a full year, you know? <laughs> so it's like, Dude, I mean, what, what, what even is that a month? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is, that is not a lot of money a month. That's, that's, <laughs> like, tough. like under 300 a month, that's 380 right. a month, but I don't know. It's yeah. just, yeah, I think the, I, I would say that the desire has always been there to, to want to do more and be more, but it's just like, I feel like at, in some of those earlier times that maybe I just didn't want to bother people. Maybe I just didn't want to bother people because I knew also it would turn into another two hours for me too, you know? Yeah. So it was like really almost trying to control my time in some sense of like, Oh, I'm not going to call Josh or Hoff because it's going to be a two hour phone call, which I need that two, which I needed that two hour phone call. But it's like that two hour phone calls the rest of my night, you know? So it's like, well, what's interesting. I think when you talk about that, I remember you saying that to me because we're very very different in the way that we operate in terms of just like, and some of that's even because like y'all are brothers. I mean, there's something, <laughs> right. There's just something some, to be said about just like, it's, it's going to, he's going to relate differently. And that's also more how he is, but I'll be like, um, okay. Walk me through the specific sentences and we'll go through that. And it's just like in 10 minutes, cause I'm aiming to try to solve it as quickly as I can yeah. for you too. Yeah. And it's like, for me, for me, there's a lot of that, that I just focus on the pace of things and the effectiveness of things. And it's just, is it efficient? Yeah. And that's where I, kind of hang my hat. And yeah. so there's a different, yeah. we operate differently on that. Like, and it's that not actually like one way or the other is not be- better really than the other. I guess some people just respond to the other better. Cause Josh, I totally. feel like Josh, no, whenever, totally right. whenever something's going on, Josh likes to point out about 10 or 15 different options that that can be taken care of, you know? Like we go through the specific details of everything, you know, it's like, Hey Josh, I just need to figure out what I need to put in this blank right now. But yeah, I it's mean, hundred percent right. And that's, but that is a difference. It actually works sure. really well in a business partnership. It's by a, the way. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, but that I, I, that's interesting like, that, that just talk about that. Cause it was just that, that different experience that you had where it was just visiting with me. I think it's like, if you're, if you're on the phones, you know, going through calls and then, you know, you want, I want to give Hoff a call cause he's going to have me there 10, 15 minutes max and nail, just go through the specific conversation and then, you know, point out the areas I could do better, start studying that for the next day, as opposed to, yeah, sometimes. No, no, totally. And that's part of why everybody understands. And that's part of why I was like, Oh, I know Hoff does that way better in terms of getting to exactly the right the right thing in a management kind of context. So I'm like, call Hoff, please. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Which I think ever yeah. since we went to those weekly phone calls, me and you, and then calling Hoff pretty much for anything mm-hmm. quickly in between, it's like, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause when I'm working through a spreadsheet and have like a process that I'm working through, <laughs> 
gosh, right. You know, hey, once a week, let's fill out this spreadsheet together. Hey, somet- sometimes they'll go up to two or three hours. That's sometimes great. the hour, right? But it's yeah. only when it's we're talking about your dreams of your honeymoon. So yeah, you know, that's- yeah, my hopes and dreams. <laughs> How to get you that Ford Bronco? Yeah, know? when when's that coming? <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh yeah. Before you know it, before you know it. And I, I even noticed, uh, one of the things I noticed when I was on the phone with you is you got to where you would, you would ask me something. And previously you would ask me something and you would like, uh, oh. it wasn't, that I didn't think you were listening at the time or something, but in a way where you were so, you were going to remember it if your life depended on it. Yeah. Cause I, you would be typing it or writing it. Mm-hmm. You would, you would ask me to repeat it. And you were trying to stick to the, like the exact words yeah. in the way I was trying to phrase it. It's like, yeah. so slow down. Hold on. I got to get that down real quick. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So there was even, you were, you were becoming that deliberate in the way that you would communicate something to a yeah. person. And it I think like, it's just, yeah. Realizing you're back to square one. I mean, never really left square one, but it was like feeling like I was even back to square one. I know, but know? isn't yeah. that crazy? It's like, that's so crucial for a person for a person to be, I mean, what they think they have to do is they've got to like give people the impression that they know what they're doing yep. instead of actually knowing what they're doing. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. the, the chasm there is why a bunch of people give up when stuff gets difficult, especially business related, but just like personal, whatever they're going through. It's like a person, you can look at that in your first year in real estate and you're just like, I don't want people to know. I don't want them to be as aware that the way that I think I need to do this is not going to be successful. Yeah. It's that sort of humility of looking at it and being like, nah, the way that I think this should work, that doesn't actually work. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's like you have to quit on your like ideas of how you would get the thing done or how you would be the one who would figure it all out to get the thing done and actually ask for help. Like and actually in a very open way. Yeah. 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 And it saves so much time. Oh, it's like, <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Cause that's, yeah. like, that's you think it's going to take awesome all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's th- actually an awesome thing to bring up yeah. because a, a lot of people who think you got to do the fake it till you make it thing. It's just their perspective also is just all that hard work and the getting knowledge and the correcting my problems and the self-discipline and all that. That's what takes time and is going to like waste time. Yeah. Now, actually, if you do it, <laughs> that is actually what will produce more time for you oh, yeah. to make more money and be more successful. <laughs> yeah. It's like you do out. have to do it. It's inescapable. Yeah. You have to do it. Oh, yeah. You, you, so you literally fix that piece. You fix the active listening, detailed, like willingness to take the extra time to strategize, to have the, the extra like mastery hour kind of time invested into like getting it right. And then you go from nothing, like one deal from the previous year. And then in the following six months you do, or you know, five months you do what? How many was it? 12? He did 12? 10 in the 10. last three. He did 10 in the last three. Yeah. No. And you, you like <laughs> laid the foundation in those months to get oh, all yeah. those closed. And mm. that's only because you humbled yourself and decided I'm going to start listening. And what's crazy is that level of listening in those moments with Hoff, that translates to how you listen to your clients too, mm. which is the very yep. mechanism you have to have to be paying such close attention to the people that you do identify where are the pain points that you do identify where are the gaps between what you just said. Cause it's not adding up. It's not making sense to me because I, it has to make sense. Like it has to all come together. I'm not going to fill in the gaps. I'm not going to make assumptions. Yeah. Listen. 
And it's the only way to help people make the best decision that they need to make. It's the only way to be able to do that. That's Mm -hmm. exactly right. Yeah. Now that's, and and as a result of that, it's like this confident switch that's happened in you, (laughs) like where you actually know when you know something and you know, when you don't know something. And so you can be really confident when you know it. And it's just like, yeah, very obvious, very obvious. Like, you know, I'm not saying you got like a swag in a bad way, but there's like a, you, there's an air. Listen, yeah. there's an appropriate, <laughs> yeah. there's an appropriate no, like, this should yeah. come with actually yeah. knowing what you're doing and yeah. being able to help people. Um, that's not misplaced. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's, that's, I feel like somewhere there in July, Mark became a maven. <laughs> Yeah, it was kind of like the cocoon finally just, just I just erupted from the cocoon. That's right. Just broke through just it. exploding. Spread my wings. That's, That's right. right. You're a peacock. You're a peacock. I've got to fly. Right. Something like that. So it's pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Well, we're thrilled that's the case. We are so happy about your own personal perseverance through all that. I I definitely questioned whether you were going to (laughs) survive. I questioned whether we should have you in the first place. I questioned whether you were going to, you know, make it. It was like having these conversations, like how long do we let him go? You know, like when are we going to fire him? I don't know. That point about just the humility that he, you've taken on Mark. It's like, that is that is that thing that's been tweaked and you put into place mm-hmm. in a way that what it does is it allows r- really healthy accountability mm-hmm. with others yeah. who are yeah. willing to help you. And it's that accountability that's necessary in order to be effective and produce results. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's kind of where like the line of it yeah. mm-hmm. goes into place where I think all along the way it's, you can have a perspective where you think you've got it all handled and you know what you're doing to a degree that's actually just, it's you thinking that is actually what's holding you back at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And, but once that gets put into the right place and there's willingness to take correction and then there's accountability that's healthy, that should actually exist, then you can experience the success that you really want to experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's literally the, like, I mean, you, you talked about the the first day or whatever, you're like <laughs> where we dumped way too much information on you in a uh, you know, 48 hour period. Uh, I mean, well, it was like 12 hours of audio we had recorded for those two days or something like that. It was a bit much. Um, yeah, just go listen to this over and over and over. But talking about radical transparency, the Ray Dalio stuff, it was like you yeah. finally actually implemented that. Yeah. Where yeah. what was best could actually win in your own head because you were willing to be transparent, take the correction, and then you would actually get to what's best. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I'd love to just go back and listen to some of my calls from like, <laughs> I mean, just to honestly know what it was. Cause I don't know now, you know, Sure. it's like, I, I just like to go listen to a few of those be like, what, what was I doing? You know, like, <laughs> like figure out where that aspect of it things. was. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Cause, cause looking back on it, it's so obvious once you finally get the right pieces of community, like, understanding the ways people are misunderstanding you uh, and, and understanding the way, the ways that they need to be advised so that they can actually make the best decision. And what, you know, looking back, it's really easy to be like, Oh yeah, this is, you do this, 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 
But when you're in the middle of it, mm. it's like, ah, just overwhelming, crushing. You start to blame everything else. You start to blame oh, totally. the lead source. And yeah. you're like, mm-hmm. let's try to go run my own Facebook ads for my own Facebook page and see if I get better leads. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's oh, like, yeah. no, it, 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 mm-hmm. the, what the question is, can you develop trust from a human being? Yeah. Cause you're going to get that lead on the phone. Can you get their trust? Yep. Yeah. Can you deserve their trust by providing right. them the Correct. the contextual, the right information for their situation to where, pff, wow, that unlocks everything for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you say like you, you look, you, you can't really tell or put your finger on the difference between like, an, like the old conversation and the now or whatever, like a good, I think the difference, but um, I've heard your thoughts on this or whatever, but like, the difference between a good sales phone call and a bad phone sales phone call is not all that. Di- it's really not all that different. Like the script is not very different. Like it's not, it's really just knowing the pivots in the conversation and where you're trying to take the person to, as opposed to. It's like hearing what it's knowing where you're trying to get them to, but it's, it's hearing what they're actually saying. Because sometimes they'll tell you, I want a four bed, but you haven't actually understood their motivation to the point of like, so well, I, I want a four bed because I've got all these children that I've got to have bunk bedroom for or something like that. Or I want a four bed because I've got to have my game space, like my, you know, like yeah. uh-huh. video game, whatever. Or I've got to have a four bed because I'm working from home now and I need an office. That's going to lead to all kinds of different, or I've different got, places. Like yeah. if you have somebody who tells you they need a four bed, but you don't understand that they're potentially wanting those bedrooms to be like a mother-in-law suite and oh, they're counting yeah. on money that that person might be bringing in in order to do a transaction. Like to where there's no deal try- if mother-in-law can't come in Correct. and you've got to have the bathroom attached. But you never got to where you understood if that was actually in their consideration. That you can never even know the magical house that's going to come onto the market for them to be like, let's move forward. It, it, it actually can't happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause, and that's what a lot of, a lot of agents get to where they can just be like, that house is going to eventually, that house is eventually going to come up, but they never even clarify all the, th- all the reasoning and the thinking behind and the motivation behind why what, there aren't so many oh yeah. already. Why, oh yeah. why do they not, like, what have they not found? And, like, what are the underlying reasons for why they say that they need this particular criteria? Mm-hmm. Yep. And so it's yeah. a lot of that magical house is going to pop up or um, the the war of attrition sort of just give this enough time. Eventually and they'll, just, they'll find something. They'll just cave and give up yeah. and buy yeah. something. Right. Do you know how self-serving that is? Oh, yeah. Like, let's just wear them down instead of it's actually like, dealing with the problem and, and, and helping them reason through it. Like, so they're not yeah. even going to be happy in the end when mm-hmm. that happens. So it's yeah. like they're not they're even quitting instead of like realizing, oh, these are my constraints, and now I'm embracing this thing that I can yeah. actually have. One yeah. of my fa- like a great example of this, and because people's criteria is so complicated, like what you need mm-hmm. in a home, yeah. it, it touches so many aspects of your life, and mm-hmm. it's really hard to bring them all out right up front. So sometimes it yep. is like you get into houses and you're in the seventh house, and then the thing comes out that changes everything, but they couldn't have really brought it up before. Cause it, you know, there's just so many pieces, right. but what, like an example is somebody who wants to go out to the boonies, right? Like to, to get out of Dodge, be off the, a little bit off the grid, kind of that direction. Yep. Right. And, and, and a lot of people cause of COVID and everything going on, like want that right now. Yep. Um, who for, for their job, they, they have to have high speed internet and you're like, you yeah. need fiber. Yeah. You need fiber oh, yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Oh. 
Let's have a conversation about which one of those is the priority. Because until you can talk out, about like those motivations of like, why do you want this? And why do you right. want this? Mm-hmm. You can't even talk about like which one's actually more important. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. is your day-to-day work more important or is your like escaping? Survival for- yeah. Like having the backup plan. Cause then it's maybe, okay, we buy the place in town and then we buy the land so that we can escape if it, if it all, you know, but now we know we're not looking for the house that's out there. Or we know we need to spend the extra hundred to hundred and fifty thousand to find the house that's going to have the land kind of stuff we're looking for, the shop kind of stuff we're looking for, but is close enough to have fiber. And it's like you can't even make those compromise decisions, like mm-hmm. until you have those motivation pieces. Yeah, right? and I'd say that's one of the biggest differences is in some of those early. You know, whenever I'd talk with people, it'd be more like I got their criteria. I'm ready to get them set up on a search. Oh, get yeah. them a few. Not, you know, and you know, my question would be, you know, how long? Ideally, when would you like to be in a new place by? Mm-hmm. As opposed to what motivate or like, you know, what is that motivating factor? What what could come like up what's between the now and then? Yeah. You know, what what? And, and whenever you ask that, it's like. Yeah. Oh, well, we've got another kid on the way. We need another room, you know. It's yep. like it opens up about 30 different possibilities, oh, yeah. endless <laughs> possibilities. Oh, yeah. Actually, but yeah. Yeah. No, well, right. And that whole war of attrition thing, I mean, that you were talking about, Aaron. It's I mean, painful. it's like what a terrible, like you can't explain that game plan to the client. Like, no. that, like it, <laughs> oh, no. So what we're going to do is I'm going to waste your time for the next six months and hope that you just get tired of looking at things you don't really like. But feel guilty enough for me that you're going to not like go use somebody else because I'm an idiot. Well, yeah, that's really the reality of it. Like for that agent is like most of the times the person who who loses in the war of attrition is the agent. Like (laughs) the person just decides to stop looking for a house. They get tired. They lose momentum. And then, and then they wind up going with somebody else down the road. That'll actually help them. Tell them what they have to change. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No, that's, it's painful. It's painful, but. I think that there's, what are your goals? Do you, do you think for this upcoming year, as far as like transactions that you want to do? We're, I mean, it's kind of like, it's the end of the year. It's, we're looking at the number of transactions we've done as a real estate group over 2020. Um, what are the goals that you think that you have individually for the number of transactions you'd like to do? I'm putting you, you guys, spot here. Yeah. I'm going to ask Mark here. So just um, all the pressure in the world that's on you. Pick a number. I'd say something. <laughs> it's going to be on record. Ideally, on record. We're, we're putting, <laughs> yeah. Ideally, maybe about 22 to 25. I was going to pick 25 for you when mm-hmm. we talked yeah. about it. Yeah. So I think that that's, I like your intuition there. Cause I think that's probably a really good number for you to go with. Yeah. Yep. Which means he needs lots of referrals folks uh, out there. If you, mm-hmm. if you care about yes, and want him to feed his family, recent mm-hmm. closings, shout outs, Shout outs to Lance Rainey. Lance Woo-hoo. Rainey. Man, he's been, I feel like I should have gotten more on that deal. Cause you know, <laughs> <laughs> he's been following Maven Monday since day one. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Provided talking material for years. <laughs> That's uh, great. <laughs> yeah. Curtis and Michelle Scott. Awesome. Yep. yep. Awesome. Joseph Estraca. Yes. Yeah. That was the most recent one for you. James wasn't it? Bradley. Yep. James. Yep. Nice. Nice. You've got quite an extensive list here recently for yeah. sure. So it's Bridget, Williams, Bridget and Justin. Yep, yeah. Yep. Yep. I showed, uh, met, met them at the house. Yeah. It was a gorgeous house. Like that oh, view yeah. is crazy. Oh yeah. yeah. Out in Tuttle. That mm-hmm. place is beautiful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Little lake behind him. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's really pretty. What about you guys? Recent closings, shout outs. 
just got uh, Brandon and Wendy Bowman done. Nice. Referred by Afyong Span, who yes. also closed this year. Yep. Yes. Um, yeah. No, that, that, that was a close one right there. Going USDA. Oh, we literally had to close that day or else the whole deal was going to bust. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how did that out. circumstance even No, it, it doesn't make sense, <laughs> but it worked. Now, I've had so many clients who uh, are just getting money back at closing this year. Like yeah, the, all the right. earnest money they brought or most of the earnest money, like, you know, getting a check at closing. By the way, to be able to do that when you have so many multiple offers. Oh yeah. That's, oh yeah. That's pretty awesome. No, it's a good place. Folks. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a testament to our appraisers out there, folks. Thank the appraisers. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, you got a terrible job this really year. MVP. <laughs> <laughs> Not just people want to gripe about you. Don't envy that yeah. position. <laughs> that's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Walkers yeah. for me, the Walker family, third oh, yeah, closing right. this year. <laughs> Somehow miracle stuff there. <laughs> like wow. they closed on their third house this year, you're saying? Yeah. 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 And that's then, crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, like they, their house appreciated so much from the time whenever they bought it in. In the height of COVID. So like April, they bought in April and then they turned around and resold it just now that like it went up. Enough to, to cover their, their and sounds like they got some cash back. They they walked away with money. <laughs> they made money on a house this year. Months later, <laughs> months later, they didn't update the house. They just held it, and <laughs> yep. Yep. that's how much the market appreciated in yeah. a how many months? Five month window, so six five months? month window. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yep. So well, Walker we're, family, Walker family, Jose Palma. Jose Palma. That was a, yeah, that, that was a repeat client. So awesome. I know nice. recently for me, um, Marissa and Jordan, um, I know Robert and Dahlia mm-hmm. yep. and, um, I know Melissa and Terry Gleason. Yep. I know there was, that was another one yep. I wanted to give a shout out to, but there's a couple other, um, a couple other people. Yep. No, Unicell Fetty. Finally, man, after like two years, we had yeah. listed his house two years ago, and then he just decided, uh, "I'm not moving right now." I was like, "Okay." Oh my gosh! Um, one yeah. of my one of my new clients, or one of my clients that closed in August, Joy and Nico Lanzi, he yes. just recently opened up a new trash trash can cleaning service as well. So he's uh, he cleans your trash can. That's amazing. No, so it's like yeah, they've got truck. Yeah. Okay. It goes by power like washes, a- like the big trash cans. Cause those things can get pretty dirty. Sure. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Wow. Like this is like That's at your house. Uh, not at my house. They, yeah, they come to your house though. And okay. Do it. So that, see, I've always wondered, I've, I've seen those advertisements for businesses like that. And I'm like, well, you know, I really don't care if mine's dirty. I'm going to get it dirty again. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You got some expenditure. <laughs> what is that called? You've got some extra cash. Like if you can clean your, if you can clean your, maybe there's, they, yeah. I bet there's some benefit. I don't know about, he needs to expose. Well, I feel like that's really a good indicator of whether you've made it in life, of whether you you can afford to clean your trash can. My trash can needs to be spick and span. There (laughs) there is some old grass that's been in this trash can out on the side of my house for probably about a year and a half or two years now. Yes. And it's been rained on, and it Mm -hmm. smells like... I mean, oh, it smells yeah. like poop. If grass so. is your only problem in your trash can, man, you're... <laughs> well, it's you like, haven't it's had like children this, yet. It's like this soupy... I mean, it it really is sewage. It might as well be sewage <laughs> yeah, in one yeah. of my trash cans yeah. right now. Mm. Yep. Sounds like you got a good stew of brewing. <laughs> What's the name of his company? It's very organic. Yeah, I got to look it up. So go. I was I was going to say... Oh, you know I want to mention Antonio Vaughn, too. Like, uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Walt yeah. Schimmel uh, referred a bunch of people this year. They, they've list, 
done a bunch of flips with us before, but they, yep, they do sent a, a bunch of people. Job on remodels. They do <laughs> yeah. an amazing job on yep. remodels. Scott and Bandy Hendricks. And, yep. So now that's uh, so ninety four transactions in the year. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to all the people yes. who trusted us yep. to help you in what was a very, very trying and difficult year for so many people mm-hmm. for oh, buying yeah. and mm-hmm. selling and figuring out a way to solve, um, just fix living arrangements for people. I mean, that's a... Even though sometimes we found raccoon poop in your ductwork <laughs> and had to deal with that with you. <laughs> you know? Thank you for enduring I, that with us. We didn't find it in my... I don't know what y'all are talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about the Hendrix. It was crazy. <laughs> but nonetheless, a problem that could be solved. It's solvable. Yeah. Solvable. Very fixable. So. No, that's uh, that's great. So appreciate all y'all who've trusted us throughout yep. the process buying and selling houses. And then, of course, Mark, couldn't be happier for you, man. Yeah. Just, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, everything that the last couple of years, I mean, everything the last year and a half, it's just, you know, really feeling like it was worth it mm-hmm. whenever August hit, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> Thrilled for, for you. Thrilled yeah. for you. That's so awesome. we're going to. That is awesome. Great. Uh, Josh, I was going to ask you, you had recently, well, something else that happened. You bought, you bought your house. Yeah, dude. No, my wife has been, uh, I, I actually, I've been calling on my past clients to issue formal apologies. Uh, <laughs> anyone who I've ever Not put to ask through, for apologies from them. Right. But for right. you to apologize me, to them. Cause I've, I've, I've realized this thing that like that? the thing that I do for a living, I would not wish on my worst enemy the process that I just went through of moving. You inflict that on people. It was, and I do that to people every day. <laughs> it's terrible. So yeah, we, uh, we moved last week. Mark came and helped. Um, yeah, nice. no, my, my wife has suffered through a, a very small house with children for a long time. Uh, and so finally we got our taxes and bookkeeping in the, the right place this year, where as self-employed people, we could actually finance on properties. So, awesome. uh, yeah, no, we, we, uh, we got that all done. So shout out to Michelle for that. She's, she was terrific. She right? does a great Michael, job. She Michael does a great Ed. job for us. Oh yeah. But, uh, so because we finally got those pieces in place last spring, we were able to actually get a pretty awesome home. Yeah. So that's awesome. Got me a study now. Big old entertaining space. We've got, I think, enough seating for like 25 people in our living room. So What's that? we're ready to pack them in. Social distance. Do you know the count of seating yeah. for your living room? <laughs> I don't. Hey. Well, I think we've got a 17er. A 17er. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep this in mind whenever, uh, how many, let's see. Just our family would be something like 32 to 35 people, right? Oh, that's people, true. Right? Yeah. So that's yeah, like, that's true. You know, when you've got seven kids, mom and dad, yeah. you know, now spouses and 16 grandchildren, it, it's 32, right? I you think just, you, you develop yeah. an innate, you can just kind of feel it when you walk yeah. into a room. It's like, when you have that many people this in This is family. not big enough for the clan. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then there's that tough, you, you, you know, do you want to pick something that actually accommodates? It's just enough space to where maybe you can do something every once in a while, but everybody knows, Hey, we're eventually going to be uncomfortable with mm-hmm. staying here very long. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so oh, yeah. then you're not, you're you, not you got to get out of, you got to get out of here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. No, it's just, oh, yeah. just inviting enough. It's yep. just inviting enough. Yep. So no, but, uh, the, um, I, though you mentioned like getting an Ashley credit card or whatever, like, Oh yeah. Black yeah. Friday. <laughs> was the end of November and I closed mid-December. And so I'm like, I've got to buy everything right now, right? 
Uh, oh yeah. You know, because it's, I'm going to get hundreds of dollars off if yeah. I just go ahead and spend the money. Right. Yeah. So uh big shout out to uh ginger short at Ashley home store here in Norman. Yes. All of their Google reviews are about her because she's actually really, right? really good. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. Like I am a connoisseur of good salespeople. Right. That and is so awesome. she is like, it was literally, yeah, no, like it was, when it's good, it's You're like, going to let oh, your brother get away it. with that? Like a connoisseur <laughs> of fine salespeople. Him and I do the same thing when we get like telemarketers who call us. I will actually want to give them like, like at least enough time. They don't suck. At least like, enough time to hear how they perform and they do it. Oh yeah. Right. And it's just like, um, so I try not to be like a quick hang up right, or right. whatever, but that's, but if they're bad, man, they're gone. Yeah, sure. no, they're bad. So, just, yeah. so literally, funny cause I just hang up on people. Yeah. I, don't, I don't even know. No, no, <laughs> I, I just, but as far as how information in selling really fixes all your problems, I walked into that furniture store as a, just looking on, on black Friday. And I was like, man, I wish I could buy today, but I know that I can't because Dominic's going to kill me if I'm trying to buy my house, financing. You're under contract. You're I under contract. Yeah. And I'd rather finance it, whatever. Uh, and so she explained to me, like, if you put down a certain amount of money now, then we'll hold it until after your house closes and then you can finance. So it's like you're, you're putting down a deposit to secure the deal. Sweet earnest money but you're not actually on the hook and you know all that yeah basically yeah it's like a contract like we have for that yeah. and uh so basically it made it to where i got crazy deals on all my furniture and it didn't screw up my my financing so there you go that is Ooh. fantastic so, so I, I went from like just looking to here's like four thousand dollars or something in furniture in 15 minutes because of that. Solved, <laughs> solved the dilemma. That's all it is in sales, man. Good for her. Solve the That's problems. great. She was terrific. So. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations on the home purchase. Thanks. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's play a game. <laughs> all right. Play a game. So we today we'll be playing the voting game. Now, we're going to play it Maven style. We're not going to be playing it by their, their rules. The voting game. It's perfect in election year. Let's see here. Which, by so, the way, Mark, uh, we didn't mention this when we actually were live, but that number of deals in an election year, and as controversial of an election year as this one, in the middle of COVID, amazing. Like, oh, it's really no, hard exactly. to do. It always the slows down. Nobody wants to make a decision. COVID, yeah, that's, oh, yeah. But, it, I mean, it it makes me so much more excited, too, for should. if if life Dude. gets somewhat normal this next year. Oh, you know? my goodness. Well, it's just, well, yeah, yeah there's... And even there, there is stuff like seasonally with people. It's just like typically seasonally, they don't, as we transition yep. into the spring, when that comes around, more people are looking to buy and sell. That's typically yep. the case. Mm -hmm. So, no, I think you're in a great spot that way. I was yep. going to ask Josh, I hadn't asked you about this while Jeremy's doing that. I was like, uh, we're probably looking to do some sort of uh, client appreciation promotion that we'll likely we'll just even we'll do the drawing in the way that we reveal yep. it on the podcast or something, but like, like a thank you drawing. Yeah. Like thing. a thank you drawing. And, um, I hadn't talked to you about the timing exactly when mm -hmm. we want to do that, but here's a, here's a shameless plug for that potentially happening get ready. in the future. So get ready. I think Be we'll watching the podcast to see. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we'll probably do a past to client, past client appreciation, uh, some sort of drawing or something mm -hmm. that'll just be like, Hey, thanks. Here is a Turkey baster. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, probably, it'll probably be better than that. You know it's going to be a, 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 a gifts. You know it's going to be a Clark Crew uh, gift card. Gift card. You, you know you, that's basically all you tolerate. Oh my goodness, it's so delicious though. But oh yeah, where are those things? AirPods. 
Mark bought me AirPods. He is a, a good Christ- gift for oh, a wow. Christmas gift. Wow. Oh yeah. That's thank awesome. you. Life changing. Thank you. Those are fantastic. And you and I, what was it? You, it was like, you know, that they're really good. You know that it's really good and it's worth it when this is, Hey, they're pretty expensive. What are they like? 150 bucks. Yeah. When they're not yeah. on that sale or whatever, it was like 150 bucks mm-hmm. for AirPods. But if they were broke and I don't, I don't know if there's some sort of warranty or something, if they yeah. got broke or stolen or they got lost or whatever. It'd be the first thing I had to replace. I'd buy them. Yeah. I'd still buy them. They're yeah. that good. It's like, yeah, really. that it's good. like Do you like them better than the other things oh, yeah. you had. Oh yeah. Before you get them, before you get them, you think, no, no way. No like, way I'd spend money it? on that. Are they worth but that? But then after you get them, you're like, if if I ever lost these, I have to have them. <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's the totally weight true. in the ear. Like, mm. it, 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 as opposed to the regular headphones. Or like these. They, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, these, these are, quite these a bit. Uh, but no, like, w- when they sit there, they just, they're positioned right in your ear to where... Like they'll they'll stay there forever. Previous and ones like, I used. Ever since Apple switched to that new newer model, you remember? Like maybe iPhone oh, seven. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like none of them ever worked for me. You know, there was always just some sort of tug that it would just always fall out. Oh, like yeah. they, they wanted to lift too much because mm-hmm. there wasn't enough there. Yeah. Well, yeah. one of the ones that I've tried like that in the past, it was like people couldn't hear me near as well on mm-hmm. the other side of the phone, and I've never had a problem with that using those AirPods now. Yeah. So thanks. Yeah. Awesome, you're welcome. Awesome gift. Mm-hmm. He's really sentimental. It's, <laughs> it's really funny. So when he's like, man, I need to take care of this person. He's like, like goes to level 10 on that. I, so was, it's, I, it's was, very, that, I thought that yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. That was, that's how I, I use them every day. Hey, awesome. you, uh, you got me through a flood zone. So, so. <laughs> that was what it was all about. Yeah. <laughs> I heard Gary V say that the earbuds were the best thing that Apple made. Like since the iPhone. Did he really? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, eh, he, you know, Man, Gary. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so interesting good. to hear. I'm going to have to get some. So Yeah. No, they're so good. Okay. So we got the game here. This yeah. is the, we're using, we're basically taking from the voting game, yeah. which is a card game that you can find. And, uh, where at? So I think I, this is from Target. Okay. Target. It was Target. originally a Kickstarter, but no, it's, everywhere. so on this game, yeah. what we're going to do is, um, we are just going to vote straight up. So like each of us will ask a question and what we'll start, we'll start with the person who is the, who is most, re, who most recently called their mother. Mm, it's it her been? birthday today. So mm. I called her. Hey at Josh, about, have you called your mom yet? Do you, it do you, was like two days ago that I, I called her at 11 a.m. Oh, <laughs> dang it. I called my mom a couple of days ago. I wished her happy birthday at your party. <laughs> did yeah. you tell your mom goodbye before you left here? Aaron? I or did. You? I did. Yeah, he, yeah, may, he yeah. may have his beat. He didn't call her, but well, yeah. Mm-hmm. How does that work if you live with your mother? That's <laughs> yeah. It's it's probably different than it sounds when you just <laughs> say. <laughs> yeah, the actual arrangement is probably different than it sounds. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Let's just say that Mark wins. Let's let him go first. Sounds good. Let's some go some people say it can say that they live in their mother's basement. You kind of live in like your mother's attic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a very, very nice attic that you helped oh pay for. Oh, that's so. so good. All right. So Mark, you will you will ask the question and then we will yeah. all we basically we're gonna vote for who we think is that that thing in that question. So we'll, So we, uh, when you say who, like who at this table? Who at this table? Oh, gosh. Who at this table? So we're voting so we each will vote for this one is terrible. of us. Uh, who has the most obnoxious self-imposed dietary restrictions? <laughs> Say probably, is it Josh on this one? I mean, I know my answer. I'm keto. I know my answer. I, uh, 
Obnoxious? Uh, yeah, I know my answer. You're you're because you are the most disciplined when it comes to it. But you're exceedingly the most obnoxious about it. But the, well, no, okay, because I actually follow them. But that That's doesn't mean I'm that saying. the rules. <laughs> Jeremy, my I rules are less obnoxious than Jeremy's Jeremy, rules. Jeremy, I will bend. I, I'm. I know who I'm voting for. All right, are we ready to vote? Yes, are we ready yeah, to vote? Yeah. So, Mark, since you asked the question, you can go first. Who has the most obnoxious self-imposed dietary restriction? And I'm going to go with my brother Josh. Yes, Dang it. that's Josh the right answer. Okay. All right, Aaron. It's Josh. Oh, no, we all voted. We all, we all have to say who we say it is. You can't. I, I'm saying Josh, too, but he obviously doesn't. What do you think? Yeah, no, I think it's you. Because, because you don't follow. Uh, be, because they're they're obnoxious. It's he just not has even to like, pick somebody at the table. Like you switch between all this. Like it's not always just keto. Sometimes it's the slow carb. Sometimes it, and then oh, it's yeah, this I hybrid mean, yeah. model oh. where you mix and match, and it's like the rule. The restrictions don't even all add up and make sense. Honestly, yeah. maybe it's me. I don't eat till five every day. So I mean, it's obnoxious because it doesn't no, add up. It doesn't either. add up. Aaron is the one that won't eat food off the floor. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. All right, we'll discard that one. It's, it's because his feet are dirtier. Because his feet are dirtier because he didn't wash them in the shower. Okay, all right. <clears throat> well, uh, I, know, I know who I'm already voting on this one. So. Who will get into a fight with an elderly person and lose? Oh, well, and lose? Oh, that changes things. Oh. Who will get into a fight with an elderly person First and half, lose? The answer is so obvious. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, when you add the second, I don't half, know what you're talking and about. Lose. <laughs> and lose. I mean, um, I'm gonna say. How so, many times have you yelled at someone's grandma this year? It's so bad. My for me, <laughs> if it were just who will get into a fight with an elderly person. That's a- clearly Aaron. Yeah, yeah, that's not the question, right? Very but obvious. But I think he's going to, most time, he will win. See, for, uh, if, it, if it's and lose, it'd be me. That's, yeah, I, I'm that voting mean, for myself. Like, well, because they'd say something that you thought, oh, you know, maybe, maybe there is a, a point. point. Maybe there is something there. Maybe <laughs> and they would give him just enough that. time to get, you know, the right hook. Yeah, and they get you right in the leg <laughs> with their walker. Hey, hey, you dented my ride. What you got there, the, uh, the four volt? I did you a favor. How about I do you a favor upside your head? <laughs> oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Hey! Get the bikes! So who would vote? Who would vote? Who, uh, let's, uh, let's vote and say who would, who would lose. You want to go first? I, yeah, I Lose. Mean, I, I would. I would vote for Jeremy. I would. Uh, yeah, I would vote for Jeremy. Can you vote for yourself at this game? Yeah. Okay. I don't know why not. Is this a physical fight or is uh, it a? It really doesn't matter. I mean, what's supposed, supposed it, to it mean? It does I could matter. Beat up an old person if I needed to. I think it's implied that it's physical. If, well, but but you would, <laughs> push comes so, to shove. Uh, you'd be out nicing them. No matter how bad they were, you'd still try to be nice. There's a chance them. I would do that too, though. You know, I think that I would maybe even I think be more the so. Order that. of impatience at this table would be I would have the most impatience. <laughs> <laughs> he would be next, then you, then you. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. your patience would be exhausted last, oh, and yeah. that yeah. is why you would lose at the table. <laughs> okay. You know, maybe maybe they can figure a way up these stairs. You know, so Jeremy, <laughs> your patience, Jeremy's patience would be exhausted last, and so that's why he would yeah. he would ultimately 
They would have Lose. beaten you up so bad by that point that. Yes. All right, your turn, Josh. Nice. This is a good game. All right. <laughs> this is this is good. This is a good question. Who can explain complex concepts to a five-year-old with ease? Okay, well. Oh, my goodness. Off would be the only one I could really think of. Yeah. <sighs> Thank it, you. That's nice. It is amazing yeah. to watch you with children. Like That's really nice. Expressing That's and clarifying. Yeah. Like yeah. the, 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 the ability to get to the exact thing that they're misunderstanding and being. But, but you look like you're being mean. Because you're so direct. No. You're so direct with them. No, no, no. You're very kind with them. But it's like, you won't let them get off the thing. Well, what are you doing? But it's the right thing. And it's like, you can't hide right now. Like, this is what you need to do. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. That's. Yeah. I think it's your childlike mind. That's. <laughs> <laughs> your childlike curiosity, yeah. even. Like a cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I think this is unanimous that it's Aaron. Yeah, I think so. it's Aaron. Yeah. Now, if we're talking about, well, like, that's... ATP synthase. Well, yeah, I mean, like, it is good that I, I do feel like I can I can communicate things really well to, like, a five-year-old or whatever. But mine are, like, I don't know. It's just, like, complex things. I just wish that it's wasn't like share so. share your toys? It is complex. Yeah. Okay. You know, it's just, like, but I just, I wish, I hope that doesn't make me not fun. That's my <laughs> worry. What? That's my worry with that. Yeah. It's just like, I hope yeah. that doesn't make me boring. Because Jer- <laughs> Jeremy, I would imagine, would be like, you know, very, uh, I don't, you would be more interesting to a five-year-old. And I'm just kind of like, eh, you know, I'm willing to try to be super direct. It, when I try to explain something to like a five-year-old, keep in mind, I've got four girls under the age of seven. So lots of experience. That's here. part of what everybody here is talking about is they've seen me talk to mm-hmm. my daughters. Well, and and my children, like my children. That's, that's like true. you come over and you talk that's to my children. Like, oh, you you nailed that. Here's what's <laughs> weird about it. Here's what's weird about it is the so the older people who are there, it's like the people who are just who are older, they see it more mean, but for the kids. For whatever reason, they do not perceive it that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just perceive it as clear. Mm-hmm. It's, it's simple. Weird. It's direct. But I think that's it's clear. Hey, thanks, guys. I that's, think it yeah, almost comes clear. off as mean because it's like such an obvious thing that you're presenting to them as like a crazy, you know, opportunity. You know, it's like, oh, it's like, you this could will share your this. life if you will do. This. You know, <laughs> like, like well, if you just loving share. your <laughs> sister. <laughs> well, hey, that's nice. Hopefully, I do really do that well. All right, so. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. That was. Um, that was less painful than I thought that was going <laughs> yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I'll take that one. Okay, so uh, this, I'm just going to draw from the top. We should play like a game of poker on video. That'd be fun. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so voting again for who would who would we vote for uh, regarding the following question. Who picks truth over dare? Ooh. Who picks truth over dare? Not Jeremy. I definitely take the dare. He would do dare. Yeah, would I think dare. you would do dare. I think he yeah. would take dare. Truth over dare. Actually, it's gonna be one of us. I'm it's almost, gonna be one I'm of us. I'm almost certain, like in terms of a degree thing, I'm pretty sure it's me. Because you would take truth over dare more than I would. I'm so I shameless. Think, like it's literally it's it's the experience that I had growing up 
as a teenager where Mark and Grant were my little brothers, and they were way quicker wit than I was. And so they would just sit there and make fun of me all day. <laughs> so there's nothing. There is nothing that I'm not willing to tell somebody. Like, it's just, there's no, like, I, I'll tell somebody. See, I, I, see, I mean, Aaron got on this show and told everybody in the world that he does not wash his feet. So, I mean... <laughs> 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 I he engineered so, the question. In he a, engineered the question. I do it in an unconventional manner, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah, nuance. Yeah. We got to bring the nuance to the conversation. I, I really think, so, and, and part of it is like Aaron. Aaron, like there. I don't know. You seem very. There, there are certain things you just will not do. Um. Yeah. No. I I'm, feel like Josh. Like Josh. Would there's certain things you're. He's much more willing to do zany, crazy thing. Then I'm comfortable with yeah. it all. I'll literally sit out. I'm Some a of that, fuddy sure. duddy. He's an entertainer in the group. Would he's, be like, he's an entertainer. You're you don't care about that. You gotta keep the party going, baby. I'm like y'all will get a laugh. Awesome. <clears throat> so my vote's Aaron. Care. My vote's Aaron. Oh, interesting. Because I would do the dare thing that he wouldn't do. So that's yeah. Yeah, that would be my yeah. thought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would be my thought. And why I, I can would say that. you. That. This is again. This is why I was concerned about the me being boring thing. Maybe I just need to think about whether I'm really boring or not. Well, <laughs> I need to spend time figuring. I, out. I don't think most people think you're boring. I think they're usually freaked out. Like, whoa! <laughs> you, you live me. life on the edge. He knows in a who I am. Way. I can't away. Aaron's just like, hmm, what can? How can I cut the deepest into this conversation? And you're like, Rollercoaster, woohoo! That's your. That's your. Your means of excitement. Well, what we'll do is we'll have Mark conclude. He'll draw the last one. We don't want to do one whole more round. Like, this is fun. So you want to do one more? Let's do one more round. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Do one more thing? Yeah, let's do one more round. Okay. Well, we'll, find, good. we'll find a way to shorten the episode then. It's already way too long. Because it's just so long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who has been or would be in an open relationship? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> How do you begin to answer this let's just, question? Let's just, <laughs> let's just answer that one by saying none of us. None of the above. I don't think you yeah. this table would, would be in an open relationship. But who'd be the most likely? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was has been, right? Yeah. Has been. Has, has been. Hmm. No. I have, I have not. Not no. even in like middle school. Did nope. you ever have like two gr- girlfriends at the same time? Not even in like fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. See, I never. I didn't go to middle school. So. You were homeschooled. I was yeah. homeschooled. I don't think you saw. It would have been really weird if I had a yeah girl, two girlfriends in my grade at that. <laughs> <That's homeschooled. laughs> yeah. Right. You don't want to have more than one in that situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Always been a single woman. Just, right, to, just we, to clarify that, which would still be ahead, weird. <laughs> for should we go like, ahead and reread? <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, you, you know the one. Whose upbringing had the least amount of influences on their life choices? Least amount of influences on their life choices. Boy, that's super self-reflective. Wow, that's yeah, that's that's a question. <laughs> These <laughs> questions are great. <laughs> wow. Well, that's that's very yeah. That's uh, the least. I feel like upbringing. these are really good at asking clarifying questions. No, that's this really, game is. Oh yeah. Man. Uh, there's I don't a even weird. Know where to begin with that. <laughs> I feel like you have to begin with cows. Did Jeremy just get stressed? 
I'm just wondering how much he's trying. No. <laughs> I'm just thinking God, over here of he the contemplation that Jeremy has to be experiencing <laughs> with this question right now. Oh, yeah. He's just uh, going yeah. through, like, the history of, like, 20 years. Well, that was I influenced. How, how, much did, how much did your time at the cash register in Grove Mart influence your life decisions today? That's right. Yeah. You know? I mean. Because I would feel like it's a far cry from that. But you... you you don't know the sales skills that are needed for uh, right. for closing on a corn dog. <laughs> <laughs> Type of commission you get on that? Uh, uh, you don't get commission. On, I'm on pretty the corn sure dog. The, the crumbs. I'm pretty sure they closed on that corn dog before they hit the register. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You never know. You know, upsell, upsell. That's why you so keep them in the sure front with a display case. Oh, there you go. That's right. Yeah. This is yes. want a fifty cent corn dog. Fifty cents. That's hard. Grows on steel. <laughs> grows on trees. Sonic, it's like a dollar and a quarter, isn't it? No. Hey, Grove Mart, we had three for a dollar for a long wow. time. Three for a dollar wow. corn dogs. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm going to vote Jeremy, I think, on that. What do you think? I'll vote Jeremy just because I know the least about his upbringing. <laughs> nice, nice default. I, it was, Whose upbringing had the least amount of influence on their life choices? The least amount. Okay, that's interesting. This is hard to gauge. It's man. weird. It is weird. I see. I was thinking at first, I was thinking Aaron because your parents in education, you're not a teacher. But then you 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 talk about your grandpa, like in the grand like like your grandpa had a big influence. Oh yeah, on you, you may as well like, be your grandpa. Well, apparently. my parents yeah. still. I mean, my parents they still have some degree of influence even today. You know? Yeah, sure. So yeah. Like, no. a, now that's more about just like character stuff and how I treat people, whatever right. I go into. But mm-hmm. no, it's a hard question to, to oh, answer. Yeah. Like I'm just like. Uh, well, the, the reason I go Jeremy is because it's so small town. Like, you were okay. small town, but you were not small. T- like, when you're talking about the teams sure. that you played in basketball, sure. you're not talking about Poto. Sure. Right? I mean, there See, was some. I, and that's I what he's talking you. about is football. I lean you because, like, you come from a homeschool, like, homeschool background. And even, like, in our, like... Um, like, so the whole business versus entrepreneur. My, my children are homeschooled. My dad's self-employed. I mean. But yeah, but there's like the business versus entrepreneur, business versus, um, you know, self-employed. Right. Matrix. Like the do-it-yourself like versus, yeah. 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 There's sure. like that matrix. I, of, I look at the, my life is very much trying to build on what my parents laid mm-hmm. a foundation for. It's like, I think they built in many ways a good foundation. I talk to Mark about this a lot. Like there, there are certain things that I think they hit way out of the park. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, how do you how do you go farther with mm-hmm. some of the pieces? So, yeah. and for me, like it's kind of weird. Like I've kind of come full circle with like, like my grandpa. I didn't really quite understand my grandpa, and then like, come, like and now I like after listening to Tony Robbins a lot and stuff. It's like my grandpa was saying a lot of Tony Robbins things. To me. I just didn't realize. Oh, that's it. fascinating. <laughs> like wow. he just yeah, that kind of stuff. Like he yeah, he was always listening to stuff. And, but. So for me, it's a small town. I, yeah. That's what I, that's what, it's like, it's such a far cry from his life. Because that's that, down by Ardmore, huh? Yeah. yeah. That's so my, my vote's Josh, but that, that. Well, here's what's, yeah, here's what's weird. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people, they might answer that thing and be just like, I don't feel like any of us have a particular, um, we're so in opposition against our parents. The influence right. of the way that we were raised. Thing. <laughs> right, right, right. That is, I don't think any of us really have that. Yeah. So it's kind of. Right. I think all of That's us have That's why it's a hard question. That's why it's a hard question to answer. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. All right.
Who claims that they could quit their bad habits immediately if only they wanted to? <laughs> I love the way it's raised. If only they wanted they claim. to. <laughs> oh my goodness. Like it's it's so it's you may as well have just asked who has the least amount of actual self-control and like who justifies the most in their own head. Who claims that they Whose self-awareness is just completely (laughs) shot. (laughs) How offensive is this to answer? Oh, man. Oh, my goodness. If I wanted to really do keto... I really want Talk to, to me about your dessert habit. I feel like your hopefulness is distorted in such a manner that it's probably you who uh-huh. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no. I think he, I just trusted he, that Mark would not. I would think it would be Jeremy just yeah. because of the hopefulness. You have such a high degree of hopefulness. If right. It's funny, and like in knowing my, the entirety of my personality. Oh, because the whole cycle is uh, you get super hopeful. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy goes to the crazy eight. Here we see that he is he is falling into despair, and now he is cycling into anger. <laughs> so I would think that would I would my pick would be Jeremy on this, mm-hmm. and I think because I think some of it was Mark, it's just he wouldn't be as. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he doesn't have that degree of hopefulness. Yeah, yeah. That, that's a that's may, kind of maybe not the on, ambition. On it, the, I edging on delusional. Yeah, I, it's teetering on. I wouldn't even bother trying to address the bad habit. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it couldn't be me. That's, <laughs> that's okay. one way to eliminate yourself. It really does. <laughs> I'm, cut I'm, through going the crap. With, I'm going with me. So there you go. Oh my I'll probably go there. All right. <laughs> This could be taken a lot of different ways. Who gets kicked off the stage singing karaoke? I know which way I'm going on this. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can interpret the question. Who's most likely to be on the stage in the first place? I'm voting Josh. I'm voting Josh. Or who's the worst because singer? Because he's just going to keep going. Like See, he's just going to be like, now let me sing. Now let- who sounds terrible while doing it? Talk to me. Tell me your name. You blow me off like it's all the same. You lit it fierce and I'm taking away like a bomb. Yeah, baby. She bangs. She bangs. <laughs> See, this is totally one of those things where I think when we argue about this, it's going to be one of those things. It's just, I would think it would be the train wreck would be what would keep the person on the stage. And I would be inclined to think the three, Jeremy, myself, and Mark, would be so obviously the train wrecks for this mm. that your actual your actual ability <laughs> to perform is what makes me want to say that you would get the boot. I would <laughs> that is what would get you the boot. That would be my that would be my argument. Alright, shut, <laughs> shut up Malone. I'll mm. never forget that when I met you at summer camp. Oh, I met wow. you at, at, oh, at yes. Super Summer. In the so, morning, he, he'd yep. be walking down the hall. Like, we were in a dorm. We were at OBU in the dorms. And we just met. We were from different churches and stuff. First like, thing in the morning, you got to get up and get to the... He'd be singing, oh, what a beautiful morning in the hallway. Belting it up. Early, early. And people from, like, various rooms would just be like, shut up, Malone. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I've known you for two days. And you're like, shut up, Malone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
How'd you get on a last name basis with me already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> See, and I met. I I think I'm. I don't know if you were there. Was, I met. I don't think he was. I met Mark. I must have met Matt, Grant. Uh, Grant. Yeah. Grant. Yeah. 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 Oh, way back in the day. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'll take a, that because uh, I because I am the least uh, interesting, the least aware when everybody's that's ready the to last be done. One for you there. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> interesting that you and you and Jeremy met at Super Summer. Yeah, and he counseled me at Falls Creek. Oh, really? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh. Counsel was that like a yeah? Oh yeah, that he was like counseling. One on one. That was whenever they were trying to coerce you to actually uh, spend time with me. Oh that yeah, was that same year. That's true. Shackled siblings. Yep. I just remember there were a couple of kids I had to follow around and just make sure that they didn't do terrible things. <laughs> that was that was my that's, main assignment at Falls Creek. That's really Creek. what, what counseling what a, at Falls Creek is all about. What a job that is. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> Who is obviously an only child? <laughs> so none of us are. That's kind of weird. None of us Next are the one. only child here, that's right? That's kind of weird, yeah. I was the only child. We want a different question. The only or? reason I was going to be like was... Who would who would we, even though they're not actually an only child, right? Who would we assume if we did not know them to be an only child? Huh? Maybe me. I would. I mean, I, I would. Uh, the three of y'all, Mark, would be the one. I mean, I've. I don't know. In it's certain true. ways, I was an only child. Like, I mean, he was the baby, so he was the only one of us that was an only. It's a, I would. I would say it's between Mark and Jeremy. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But why is that? Because we don't conflict as much as you guys. Because they, nope. they're obsessed with the style. They're obsessed with the style. With oh, the yeah, drip. The parents would have had more money and, you know, can wear nicer clothes. Mark's shoe game has been on fleek since like, <laughs> it's 2006. It's a great shoe game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if he was a teenager yet, no. and he had great shoes. I guess I guess just in a vision. I have in my head a, a vision of a childhood of Jeremy, where he is like he walks around being handed like little Debbie snacks, and that's just like what his childhood is full of. Uh, I mean, it was it was it's very just, close to that. It was more so just, just me think, getting as many of them. I remember the first they time weren't we handing got, them to him. I'm, I'm, I'm he was sneaking them because I just I yeah, for whatever no, reason I, I, I just did it in front of everybody. You know, I just went to the shelf and I got the got it and I ate it and went back got another one ate yeah. it. Yeah, it's just over and over again. Yeah, rinse, wash, repeat. <laughs> I, did, I remember the day. I remember the day we first got pizza sticks at Grove Mart and I ate myself sick. of pizza sticks. I ate, I must have had what are pizza sticks? It's like a pizza pocket, but it's like narrower. It's elongated. Skinnier, like, like a stick stuffed with fake pizza, pepperoni. <laughs> mm. We had see you. I was gonna say like, didn't you try it at school? You didn't have cafeteria <laughs> school. I mean, Good. I just yeah. don't know what a pizza stick is. You ever had a pizza pocket? Yeah, it's like a pizza pocket, but skinnier. But skinnier. How could yeah. it be skinnier than a? <laughs> well, our pizza pockets are like that. Think of it, shape. Think of it like a pizza tube. Yeah, like a. <laughs> Tupa, like, like a tube a of toothpaste, sausage, but not in casing. It's still in bread. Like a Polish take, sausage. We need, a, we need to make a field trip to Grove Mart someday. Oh, that's that's pretty amazing. We, we all spend like two hundred bucks each there. Shoot a Maven show <laughs> on corn dogs on site. I would love. Oh, that. I would love that. That's that like do a supermarket sweep I episode, kind of like thing where you like. <laughs> I have a dream. Like, this is funny. Like, I have a dream. You know, like, there's Red River Rivalry and, like, people do oh, yeah. various things. I would love to, like, Grove Mart have a stop and, like, maybe, like, sponsor Grove Mart, like, 
just like giving away corn dogs or something to people on their way to Red River Rivalry. I think that would be so much fun. It's stupid, but like it's 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 fun. Just I think it'd be really we, fun. Squad goals, baby. If we'll bring back the pizza stick. See, Jeremy, Maybe that's the route to go. You're Maybe competing. Right. You're competing with that Carl's Jr. and Mary. Hey, we don't have to point. compete. We can team up. We can team up, baby. You know. Traber and Al are going to be at that Carl's Jr. Where and Mary. Where the Maven's going to be? Where the Maven's are at Grove Mart. What a wonderful collaboration that would be. If we be could cool. get Grove Mart, be really cool. Traber, Carl's, Al, Carl's Jr. WWLS. Yeah. Well, for another time when we take on the world. Thanks for joining us, Ooh, the Maven you. Show. Ooh. Uh, yep. For Aaron Hoffman, Josh Malone, Jeremy Brown, Mark Malone. So glad you could be here with us, man. Thanks for having me. Finally. I'm so yep. proud of you. Awesome. Happy I deserved it. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Finally <laughs> deserved it. Finally deserved yeah. it, right? Is that the way that we... Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, thrilled for you. Thanks yep. for joining us. Thanks for watching The Maven Show. Be sure to subscribe to our channel for all the latest clips and episodes. Also, comment below with what you thought was the most interesting or helpful from this video. And if you want to help us out, please like and share our posts on social media. Thanks so much.